0: Hi, Angela. You're Rosa. This is the Ripple Podcast. We talk about strange and unusual things, and here are our strange and unusual things. Get Ripple, the bright new drink with that ring-a-ding flavor. Ripple talk. That was really fast. You know, I've been listening to our episodes because, like, I've already heard everything that we've had to say on uh, time and a half, like 1.5 speed, and we sound like chipmunk, dude. We sound so much better. <laughs> We really do. Like, we must be talking super slow on the podcast and not noticing. So, do you know that I've listened to us, like, on super slow speed? And it's, like, the (gasps) best thing ever. It's, like, we're so... Drunk. down and, like...
1: It's really things funny
0: things are moving really slowly i love it it's really funny it's really like great. i laugh so hard yeah i don't think anybody else will find it funny no, no at all. please it funny. don't listen to us on slow speed no it's awful i mean listen to us any way you want <laughs> like honestly we'll take all of the listens <laughs> we could possibly get Just so go right ahead listen yeah so um how was your week Maybe because it's okay. We're getting um, into the groove of the whole distance learning stuff. Fun times, I'm sure. It's, it's craziness. I feel so much for parents that are working at home and trying to school for kids. And I don't know how you can. Because, like, what if you have a job where you can't? Like, I, if I had kids, I couldn't work from home. There's I, no you'd way. You'd have to send your kid to daycare. Which is freaking stupid, because then they're around a bunch of other kids, so why can't they just go back to school? Good question. Okay. Well, we won't get too into it, because, like, that's not the podcast for this, right? No. I don't want to piss anybody off. I mean, we do that anyways. That's true. But. Um, We haven't gotten a whole lot of hate. (laughs) We haven't gotten a whole lot of anything. (laughs) Only love. We um we do have a new logo. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about that? That's, Are we going to... Y- we're going to uh, intro it now. Okay. So by so, the time this is up, there will be a new logo on your screen. Yes. It okay. is an official logo for the Ripple podcast drawn by a professional specifically for us. Yes. By a tattoo artist. We're supporting the out-of-work workers right now the workers that can't work yeah and their talent's going to waste and we are we what is it called commissioned Mm -hmm. to get this logo drawn and I love it I think it's so much better than what we had it's super cool it's really creative and it's it's just really neat and we Angela and I both have tattoos from this artist Stephanie is her name Mm -hmm. she is the Owner of Roses and Rivets, a little shout out to them once they open. And if you're local to Ventura County or if you just want to make a little trip, you should totally check out her shop. It's the cleanest tattoo shop I have ever been to. And I've been to a lot of tattoo shops. Yeah, that's very true. And I I have as well. And by far the cleanest. She's really amazing. So, yeah, check out our new logo. We're going to have some cool merch with it are we really wait this is the first i'm hearing about this surprise i ordered stickers oh yeah nice. but i'm also getting some shirts and um tank tops and hats what by request from some listeners oh i'm stoked. okay so um i've been working on a little website where you can order that but that's taking a little time so just be patient but make sure you are following us on social media in this the is meantime. used to me but i'm all for it surprise yeah, yeah, I'm very happy about it. I feel like our first logo, I made you change because it looked like urine to me, and people it the, loved it. People loved. People, they were so did it. They nobody were nobody so said they loved mad. it. Okay, they liked it a lot. Oh. They were so mad at me when I changed it. It looks like pee. Drip. I liked the black one, the black and and gray town one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one was good. And our current one looks like it's um, it's too washed out for me. It's like. The cover of a novel that you would find at a gas station, like a romance novel, not a romance novel. No, it looks like a like a it looks like a textbook to me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. mm But our new ones Is rad, freaking awesome. I love it. Okay, super rad. You texted me earlier in the week, um, and wanted me to remind you something about spider webs so your last episode you were talking about black widows right and i learned a super fun and interesting fact the other day at work did you know that back in world war one and world war two that the sights like the crosshairs on Guns. guns were made from freaking black widow spider silk wait what isn't that gnarly yeah, so this is what they did. It was absolutely insane. This is they a totally strange and unusual fact. It is, and that's why I'm telling you You get a bonus it. point for this. So there's a whole article in Life Magazine about it, and the government employed arachnids so freaking spiders, spiders, uh, that spun between 100 and 180 feet of Wait, did you say they employed them? That's what it says on the article. (laughs) It was supposed to be a silly joke. I was thinking like, oh, they employed entomologists or whatever. No, they say they employed arachnids. But they had these government government workers who went out and collected black widow spiders. And then they would have them like live in these like little tubes. And they were fed two flies a day and they would been web and these workers like I don't know you had to have like freaking amazing eyesight or you just like went blind by the end of your job there because they straight up took the spider thread and they strung it out and I guess it's like I don't know if it they say it's stronger than steel I don't I feel like that's not true but anyway it was stronger than steel yeah I've walked through a lot but have you walked through Black Widow spiderwebs. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So this is what they did. Um, Following the collection, the web material was unwound. The free floating end was covered with a piece of plastiline to assist with the unwinding process. Can you imagine that being your job? Freaking unwinding spiderwebs? No. That's... No. I would... Mhm. <laughs> I've literally it's kind of weird now that I say that because I've literally had jobs where I've had to like collect mites and like salads and other little little tiny insects. Mm-hmm. But I still even with that experience I can't imagine collecting black widow spider webs cuz it would creep you out or cuz it's so tiny. No, teeny-tiny. just because it's so teeny tiny. Yeah. No, spiders don't really bother me much. So the pieces of thread were cleaned and dusted and the debris um was wait what then pieces of the thread were cleaned of dust and debris with a brush coated in acetone finally the web segments were strung upon a diaphragm and fitted to the surveyor's transit the army went to such efforts because of the unique qualities of the spider silk that made it superior to other more easily supplied substances a spider's Spinnerets produced thread as thin as one-fifth the diameter of human hair, yet it's almost unbreakable. So, yeah, it is super freaking strong. That's crazy. I'm going to find a black widow, and I'm going to make it spin a web so I can feel its web. Do it, and then take pictures, and we can put it on Instagram. Okay. I will. Yeah. There's so, a lot of black widows by my house. That's um, That's my strange and unusual story that goes along with your episode last week about black widows. I like it. Um, anything else no we're drinking already we are oh we're two drinks in there was one other thing oh jeez what sorry you could cut this out but this is another strange and unusual thing that I have to freaking bring up because it's like breaking news but have you heard what good old Elon Musk is up to these days <laughs> no what do you not want to talk about Elon Musk and his pics Tell me all about his pigs. I don't know a thing. He has pigs? He has pigs. Wait, what? He's putting chips in their brains. They're called neurochips, I think. Why? No. Why doesn't... is he doing that? No, it's it's for science, Reza. It's for science. <laughs> so he has these three pigs. Why what are their I names? Joyce, Dorothy, and Gertrude. I'm glad you asked. I thought they were going to be funny names. Those I mean, are those are kind of funny. funny names. But like... Like from a story or something. Like I think those are freaking hilarious names. Joyce? Joyce? Are these ex-girlfriends he had? I don't know. I feel like he hasn't had a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> He's kind of creepy. Like I... Oh, it's the Neuralink. That's what it's called. Neuro. Not Neuralink? Neuralink. Okay. So I just found out about this. Well, I found out about it a couple days ago, but I just listened to a story about it on the way here. So he has these three picks. One of them is the control pig. I think that's Joyce. She didn't have any brain surgery. The other one has a Neuralink placed in its brain. And then the third one had one, but it was removed. So it's like trying to demonstrate what you're like after you've had your Neuralink removed. Okay, what does this Neuralink do? It zaps your brain. Why? Um, you get that already. <laughs> no, I actually don't get that anymore. It's kind of great. But... Um, It is intended to, like, the initial, I guess, process that they want to do with it is help people who have spinal cord injuries. So if you were paralyzed, you could possibly retain control of your paralyzed parts. So are they paralyzing these pigs? No. It's just showing that, like, you can do it. Well, I mean, in order to test, they haven't gotten that far yet. Reza. If it works. They just want to see if they can zap the pigs. I'm sure you can zap a pig. Well, it's it's freaking crazy because like not only did he design these things, but there's like a straight up a robot that does the surgery and implants these Neuralinks that Can he says like, oh, yeah, you can go in in the morning and you can be out by the afternoon. That's like how simple this procedure is. So this robot comes up to your head. It slices you open. It takes a piece of your skull off and then it puts the neural link in place of that piece of skull. This is giving me so much anxiety. Oh, there was diagrams demonstrating how it happens. And like it shows these little tiny wires. Mm -mm. They go inside your brain. No. Yes. Stay out of there stay out of my brain if you were paralyzed like it might be and it's supposed to potentially like help people who have parkinson's see i love that i love that that it's helping people but it freaks me right isn't it like an episode of black mirror total like you're gonna start getting pop-up ads for tesla in your brain did you watch that episode of where you can like blink and like go back to any day and time like it was your memory and y- you could share it with people that's what this is supposed to do someday like when he was talking about like oh what do you see in the future and he's like oh well you could potentially download all of your memories and put them in a robot there's a reason I don't remember everything I mean yes there are things I probably should remember but but there's but things maybe I it's like don't you, want to remember y- I mean you don't have to remember everything I think you can pick and choose maybe you can make new ones but no, that freaks me out. You would remember where you left your cell phone today. Oh, it took me like 15 minutes to find my stupid cell phone. And I was like pinging it from my watch and I was calling it from the house phone. I feel like there's only so many places it could be. It was in my car. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would be one of those places. I went to Trader Joe's and carried in the groceries and left my phone in the car. Yeah, oh, it happens. Trader Joe's was pretty great. Is there pumpkin spice things yet? Nope. Oh. I almost went today. I was like, no, I'm going to wait and make sure they have the pumpkin spice stuff when I go. So I went to Grocery Outlet instead. I am so not in love with pumpkin spice as I wish I was. Really? I love it. I hate pumpkin spice lattes. I think they're disgusting. You don't even like pumpkin pie, though. So you don't like, like pumpkin pie. you're not pie. included in this holiday. It's but not right. for you. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't need a PSL in my Ugg boots. Well, it's pretty great. I look <laughs> forward to it every year. In my messy bun. But I like the peppermint. I prefer peppermint. Yeah, peppermint mocha is pretty great. There's going to be a lot of editing for this one. It's okay. So our brother made us a drink already. Yep. Two drinks, actually. Two drinks. The one in your hand. Oh, this this isn't a drink. This is just uh, some whiskey I poured in a glass. Oh, well, where's the other drink he gave? Oh, that was What's just. Here? This oh, is just whiskey. the whiskey drink was just a yeah. whiskey. It was When whiskey. I was waiting for you to get here, I I poured myself a little sipper of whiskey. Oh, I didn't realize it was straight whiskey. Mm-hmm. Christmas whiskey. Hopefully it mixes well with the Vegas drink that he made us. This is like something that you'd get at a swim up bar. It is. It's like something that they would give you in a big plastic cup that you would hang from your neck. (laughs) That's what it is. I mean, it's really good. It is. It's like a pina colada. And then it has like some pretty grenadine like sponge. Lava flow looking. It's pretty great. It's like a milkshake thick. It's like a pina colada. It's good. It's yummy. Um, Can I have some whiskey though? Yeah. You're not going to like it. Is this the Christmas whiskey? Yeah, this is what I was drinking earlier. Oh, oh, yeah. So this drink is a Vegas drink. That's why we're that's the theme tonight because my story, which the topic was crime solving innovations, I think, or crime stopping innovations, something like that, innovations in crime fighting. And my story takes place in Vegas. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, that's why we, why we have our fancy Vegas strip drinks. <laughs> Vegas. Talk about memories <laughs> that you don't want to remember. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Like, I, I feel like Vegas took care of those memories and already deleted them for me. Yeah. I don't even have to remember. Yeah, Vegas is just some big blurs. It is. When was the last time you went to Vegas? It's been a while. It's been a while. A few years, at least. Yeah. You can go really cheap right now. Yeah. It's been a couple years since I went. The last time I went, I think, anyway, was when I saw uh, My Favorite Murder live. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I got real drunk. Um, That was a bad day. Have you ever been kicked out of anywhere in Vegas? In Vegas? If I... No, I don't think so. I think it takes a lot to get kicked out of someplace in Vegas. You've been kicked out of someplace in Vegas? (laughs) We got kicked out. Of where? I don't remember some club. We were at a club and we may have had a little too much. To Did drink. you get in a fight? No. I, I, I had a friend that started barfing. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me. Luckily this time. Yeah. No, that that's because I'm, like, I'm trying to think of like what you could possibly do at a Vegas club to get kicked out. And that's that's got to be like one of the only things that or getting a fight. Mm hmm. Cause I feel like if you start taking off your clothes, they're like, hey, you're know. in Vegas, you're take Vegas. Them off. Yeah, whatever. But no, that's crazy. OK, tell me your Vegas story. OK. All right. So my sources real quick are Las Vegas Review Journal and an A&E real crime documentary. And that's it. So there's like not oh. a ton of coverage of the story. It's still relatively recent. So um, let's get to it. So this took place on January 4th, 2017. So like I said, a few years ago, Las Vegas police found Daniel Aldape, a 46-year-old homeless man, lying in an empty lot near the city's downtown. Daniel appeared to be sleeping, but upon closer inspection, police discovered that he was in fact dead. I wonder how often that happens where people and not necessarily even police just people walking by in in any city for that matter that has um, a high homeless population that they walk by people that are actually dead and they think they're homeless I don't know I mean that's I, really sad it is it's super super sad and Vegas I mean just from my experience there which isn't a ton I'm sure if you've, you've seen the same thing there's a huge homeless population mm-hmm. total because like I mean you can find food you can get money like there's there's a reason why there's a lot of homeless people. Same in thing Vegas. in LA, right? Any any touristy type place is gonna draw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, totally off topic. Well, not really, kind of off topic. Have you heard of the Vegas mole people? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> we need to do an episode about the Vegas mole people because they're straight up. There's like this whole underground community of people like literally living underground under the streets of vegas mole people living underground i did not know that was in vegas it freaks me out i watched like when i was looking at for more i always look on youtube on these stories to see if i can like find any more information mm-hmm. and that's what it led me to is like all of these mole people and there's like these i don't know if you'd call them journalists or youtubers or whatever you want to call them who are like we're gonna go Explore. That's what this this happened in this show. Dude, this undercover chick went to go like, not. and she wasn't alone. That sounds terrifying, though. <sighs> Even if we go with other people, I don't know why that just like freaks me out. I do not want to go live underground with the mole people. <laughs> okay, to the story. Uh, 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 okay. They found Daniel. He was dead. Daniel had been struck in the head multiple times most likely while he slept wrapped in blankets on the street that night. What's up? I'm, I'm listening to you. Oh, okay. You looked like you were going to say something. Mm-mm. Okay. So just weeks before, Daniel, he was catching up with his family. So, like, he was still in touch with, like, you know other people and he was 46 he was 46 years Uh old he's he caught up with his family on Christmas like I said this was January 4th so that was just like a couple weeks before and he had made plans to be a part of his sister's wedding which is going to take place in June so his family was notified of his murder 20 days after his body was found and I I guess maybe like he didn't have an idea on in him and maybe it took a while to like identify him because it's really weird that it would take that long but it's also like this strange sort of like thought because oftentimes I think when you you're thinking of homeless people you're like oh they're clearly not you know, like they don't have anybody mm-hmm. in their life anymore and like no he he was homeless by choice and he was still in touch with his family so it's just like an interesting thing to think think about well and he obviously had a way to contact them like he knew either he had a cell phone or he knew their phone number Uh or you know there was some way that he was keeping in contact with them so one month later on february 3rd 2017 another homeless man 60 year old david dunn was found dead in the same intersection near city and grand central parkway he, too, was likely sleeping when somebody struck him repeatedly in the head with a heavy object. Mm. So, like, uh, it's just horrible to think about. Like, it's just such a gruesome murder. Yeah. And, and, like, just sneaking up on someone while they're, they're sleeping. Asleep. That's yeah. just, yeah. It's just awful. I just hope they never woke up. Like, cause that's oh. just horrible to mm-hmm. think about. So, David was remembered as being, like, a super joyful man. He was uh, frequented the refor- <laughs> Reformation Lutheran Church Um, he wore these like really thick glasses a hat and he always had this big smile on his face and when he was killed his friends were absolutely shocked because he didn't have any enemies like he didn't have like any sort of beef with anybody. His friend Kit told a story about how when she first met him they were near a McDonald's and he asked if she wanted anything and she said she'd just have like a drink and when he came back she asked why he didn't get anything for himself and he said well that's all the money I had oh yeah So good thing she didn't want like a burger and fries because (laughs) all they could afford I mean not to laugh at that but like it is kind of a silly thought so they just couldn't understand how he could be murdered because he was just a friend to everybody his best friend Jimmy said that there on the streets people were so depressed but Dave always made it his job to make people happy i'm just trying to make this story extra sad for you it's already really sad so clearly there is a connection between these killings so police held a press conference asking for help from the public because they didn't really have anything to go off Uh, other than two homeless men were bashed in while they were asleep right pretty freaking sickening and uh the metropolitan police department of homicide lieutenant dan mcgrath (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm so sorry
1: As As, you you want to call
0: him McGrath, don't you? No, no. Oh, Lieutenant Dan? Yes. As soon as you said Lieutenant, Lieutenant I was going to say Lieutenant Dan, but then you said Dan, so then it was even funnier that you said Dan. Oh, yeah, it is McGrath, and I want to call him crime-fighting McGrath. Oh, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) So you'll remember his name really easily that way. Okay, so he said in the conference, he said in the press conference, this was a straight act of violence, not a robbery. They feared that they had a serial killer on their hands and they had absolutely no leads.
1: Freaking yeah, I mean, narrowly. Vegas,
0: you, it could have been some person that was there for a week or something. Right. Exactly. And Cause how far, p- how long apart were these murders? Oh, no, it'd be more than that. Because the first one was January 4th and the second one was February 3rd. So almost a month apart. OK. But still, like that's freaking close together. Mm-hmm. And judging by the time between the first and second murder, police captain Andrew Walsh was afraid that the killer would strike again soon. Hmm. Yeah, which that's so like crazy to me too. I just started watching Mindhunters again because the first time I'm, I pretty much slept through all yeah, of the episodes. Yeah, me too. Cause that's what okay. I do. But it's crazy how they figure like these like statistics on how this works. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be around the same time period. There's like this cooling off period. It's bizarre. And then they strike again. It's so a total thinking. 100 yeah, percent. Absolutely is. There's like crazy psychology. We need to get into that more. That's freaking strange and unusual. So they are thinking he's probably going to strike within the next month. And um, so they start going out to the streets and they start to warn the homeless people. And many of them haven't even heard of the murders because like, you know, unless they're in at a shelter, they're really not paying attention to the news that much. And they're all warned to take extra precautions if they can, you know, sleep in groups, try to sleep in a shelter, don't be out on the streets at night alone. And um, the captain, Captain Walsh, had like this genius idea and this is where the crime innovation comes in okay so he and the rest of the police department is like holy shit this is gonna happen again and this is gonna happen again soon and no matter how much you warn the homeless population like they can't all just be like oh okay well i'll get hotel rooms right like you know that's just not realistic Mm -hmm. so what they decide to do is captain walsh calls up one of his buddies from the search and rescue department and he asks to borrow their life-sized training dummy, which is kind of like Rescue Annie. Totally. we talked about. Uh-huh. But it's like a full size. Like not a body. Not just the chest. Like the kind that they have to like drag in training Oh, for exercises. like firefighting. Right. And, uh-huh. Practice taking out of burning buildings and yeah. stuff. Okay. So they take the the dummy. dummy. I think he has a name somewhere. Oh, Charlie. His name is Charlie. Um they put on a knit hat they give him some boots they dress him like to look like a real person they wrap him up in blankets in a sleeping bag oh they named him charlie mccarthy i don't know where mccarthy came from got a full name yeah he got a full name charles mccarthy yeah charles Mm -hmm. yeah you know if you want to be formal so they moved charlie to the streets where they had surveillance cameras set up and they waited on February 22nd. No way. Like they freaking acted quick. That's 18 days after the last attack. And they knew. They oh, knew. yeah. They knew it was coming. Uh-huh. So 18 days, Charlie gets attacked. And we will post a video of this because it is freaking insane him attacking the dummy yeah. there's video of it there's pictures we'll post pictures too of the Whoa. dummy because like you cannot tell that he is not a real person that like he is, is like giving me chills it's insane so charlie gets attacked by 30 year old shane schindler he's walking by carrying a little caesar's bag which like vegas yeah i guess so <laughs> He walks around a couple of times. I just feel like if oh, this is, we're never gonna have a Little Caesars as a sponsor, but I feel like if you're eating Little Caesars, you're already making poor life decisions. <laughs> but <laughs> so he walks around a couple of times. He puts his hoodie up and then he takes. So out he walks around the dummy. Yes, like, he's like, like checking it out. Dude, he's eyeballing really it. Asleep? How is he looking asleep asleep at it? Is he? Okay. right? <gasps> what it's a creep. Insane. He takes out a. Did I already tell you what it was? No. You want to guess what it was? Yes. Yes, snakes on a plane, <laughs> not snakes, not a three foot long dildo. <laughs> um, he's okay. ta- he's taking it out of his little caesar little bag. Little caesar's bag. So it's not a bat, smaller like than a, a bat, m- like a mallet or very close. Uh huh. Freaking sledgehammer. Oh. So he takes a sledgehammer out of his bag and he beats Charlie in the head, Fuck. and then he walks away. It was just like bam, bam, bam. And what freaking the hell? Bolts. Yeah. So p- police immediately jump his ass and they take him into custody. Oh, I would love to arrest that man. Oh, you can watch it happen. It's pretty satisfying. And then they take him into, I, I put or interrogation, but I guess it's just like questioning at that point. Mm-hmm. So they take him and this, again, this is all on YouTube. You can watch the questioning. So Shane, as like freaking creepy and a terrible person as he is, he doesn't seem stupid. And he realized that Charlie was a mannequin when he hit him. So that when they start like asking him questions, he tells the police that he knew the whole time it was a dummy. And it's like, oh, it just like looked really weird to me. It looked creepy to me. So I hit it. And um, because I was carrying a freaking sledgehammer in my know, little Caesar's bag. As you do. Um, so maybe he thought that he was like being what I, I don't know. But the, so they start questioning him and he acts like he did not he did nothing wrong, which to me is like super smart because that's it's not illegal to, to hit a mannequin, mm-hmm. right? It's not illegal to hit a dummy. So at this point, he hasn't done anything, wrong. done anything wrong. He didn't break the law. So that's where it gets like super like did they wiggly? Well, I mean, maybe I'll answer this, but did they were they able to collect DNA from that? sledgehammer I think that's what they did I think that and it's it, like I said there's only a couple like local news stories that really cover why this. this is a crazy I story no and I really want to find out so I think if I remember right and I don't know if I have it here in my notes but I think they had to go to an attorney or not an attorney they had to go to a judge and get permission to use a decoy like this in order to make an arrest because mm-hmm. otherwise like what do you it's a total ar- setup it is and then there're like a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's entrapment." Well, it's not entrapment because they didn't make him do anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't convince him to do anything. Yeah. So, they just stuck a a dummy out on the on the road. Right. So um I think that it was enough like okay okay so say they had a tip line out right and somebody calls in and they're like hey I saw this guy walking around with his little Caesar sledgehammer and he (laughs) looks super suspicious well that would be enough to go and question that person right I would think so so I would think at the same time if you're seeing somebody act strangely and behave in such a way where they're like yeah so I think that's how they have it at this point And I want to say they had to have tested or, like, luminaled or whatever the hell you do to that sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even if they had the autopsy and it's like, hey, this was clearly done by a sledgehammer that was, like, this size and this shape or whatever. Maybe that was enough to arrest him. But I think, like, what they really were hoping for is that while they were questioning him, he would own up to the the other stuff. So. Um, The like super creepy thing is that if you watch this video towards the beginning when he's just saying like, oh, no, I just thought I thought it looked weird. um, He sounds like a totally normal guy, which freaks me out. But I think that's a lot of serial killers. They're so stinking smart. Like, I mean, that's how you get crazy ass followers to do your dirty work for you i mean yeah well that and drugs if you're talking charlie manson well i was but yeah um, but ted bundy <laughs> yeah he was like charming well and, and what's his face um oh mindhunter guy um, ed kemper yeah oh yeah because he was like buddies with cops and he stuff. was so smart yeah he was like super genius so and yeah super creepy super creepy yeah, so that's the weird thing because I feel... You use your brains for good, not for evil. Right? But I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, think that I can, like, see crazy in people. And oh, you no. You can't. You absolutely can't. Mm. Um, So a little bit more. About. So ha- this has oh. not gone to trial? No, it has. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go it on. It has. Um, okay. Uh. uh, uh Shane. So this is like his background. He fled Bay City, Michigan, and he was wanted there for a 2015 domestic violence warrant. And he had been previously arrested for destruction of property and assault and battery. So, you know, not He's got a race. violent background. Yeah, for sure. Also, back in Bay City, a former friend sought to get a PPO against him, which is protection... Uh, PPO PPO it's like um like restraining order okay. I, don't, I don't remember what it stands for I was gonna say protection from abuse but that's a not a PPO those are different letters <laughs> um because he had made threats against his so-called friend and his former friend, Okay, this is where it gets super fucking weird. This is where you know he's crazy. So he made threats against him because he thought that his former friend was God and he didn't let him win the lottery. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfectly logical reason to want to kill somebody. Totally. Mm-hmm. He then claimed that he was Jesus and then he had to Wait, make. That Shane was Jesus? That he himself was Jesus. But his, his friend, friend was, was God. God. Yes. Okay. He was Jesus. Got it. Dad didn't let him win the lottery. He was pissed. So now he's Jesus. And, well, he is Jesus. And he was tasked to make people repent for their wrongdoings. That was his job. That was his job. And I want to say we've had, like, several people claiming to be God and Jesus at this point. I think that's, within like a, our 30 a episode, common crazy person tactic mm-hmm. it is so yeah. he, he wanted to make people repent for them sins, and he what would he do to them um he would hit them in the head with a sledgehammer oh Hmm. Hmm. yeah so here's the thing if you think that you're jesus mm-hmm. and you need to harm other people for the you're greater not good, jesus why don't you just start start small just to be sure? Like, see if you can turn water into wine, maybe. That would be a great thing. Maybe multiply some bread. That would be awesome. And if you still think you need to kill people because of demons or whatever, maybe, like, he's from Bay City, Michigan. Maybe he could, like, walk across a couple lakes first. There Try that be, out. I, I mean... I mean, Jesus just could to do be some sure. Crawl. Just to be sure. tricks. I wouldn't so. jump straight to the bashing of heads. Yeah. OK, so like I said, police, they can't charge him with murder yet, but they can keep him in jail by charging him with carrying a concealed weapon. And then I think that's what I was trying to remember earlier. So they can keep him in jail for carrying the concealed weapon and then later a charge him with attempted murder once they get like all the forensic evidence back. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay. They want to charge him with carrying a concealed weapon. Uh-huh. Can't most items be used as a weapon? In our previously unreleased episodes, uh huh. I did a story about someone being murdered with a pickle jar. Yes. I buy pickles. From the grocery store. And I carry them in bags. But do you ever swing them at things? I mean, not intentionally all the time. I think that's where it comes from. I want to say that because he demonstrated that he was willing to swing this sledgehammer mm-hmm. at something that looked like a person, that's when it became a weapon. Hmm. I think. I just think I that's don't know. interesting that, I mean, it's looking like they're Trying to hold him on anything they can, which I totally understand. Right. But there's a fine line because then you always have to wonder, like, okay, that's great for this story, because we know for sure he's a freaking murderer and right. a crazy person. But then when do you start using that power for people that who haven't done something right like abuse of power? Yeah. I don't know. I just I find that interesting that because he was just randomly carrying a sledgehammer which i think hello is super super suspicious to begin with uh-huh but maybe he works construction and he was walking home yep no 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 i totally get you no and i've had that like i've had that thought going through this whole story because like i see the intention like okay the alternative was wait for the next person to get murdered right which i 100 i'm on board with yeah Wait, wait well no no not that not a real person not a, no no not a real person i meant like the dummy situation right. like, no, wait no. for that person yeah oh, no but it's like okay because there is a fine line between and like i said it's not entrapment but it's like it's it's almost slightly could potentially those same tactics be used in an abusive way Mm -hmm. like overstepping but they're trying to protect people yeah Yeah. so like it's it's a fine line it totally is it's like a it's an ethical debate for sure because if you had a really 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 great defense attorney they could potentially argue that he was arrested for doing something that wasn't illegal and they could Possibly, I don't know. I'm not a freaking attorney. But if I were, couldn't they like potentially throw out evidence being like, hey, that's an illegal search and seizure of his sledgehammer. Yeah. And now you can't use that and try. I don't know. It just well, gets, It's a sticky situation. And that's like the, the Stacey Castor story where they were like, you know, tapping her phone lines and watching her and, you know, kind of just waiting for her to mess up. Well, guess what? She poisoned her daughter. Mm-hmm. And luckily... That her daughter survived. Right. But she almost didn't. Yeah. Because they were waiting for, for her somebody to mess else. up. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. It's weird. Like I'm. I support it because he didn't kill any more people because he was off the street. Totally, but, but it's just it's, interesting. Like why. Why were they able to use that as. They must have had a judge write a very specific Warrant right I mean to hold him when you went to law school when I was a (laughs) lawyer (laughs) I don't know okay okay but I'm glad you understand what I'm trying to say yeah no no no. I was thinking the same thing this entire time Um, Because it's like it's a decoy used in a very strange way. Because like if you think of other ways that people have used decoys, like and I have a whole list of them at the end, but just like off the top of my head. So like you have um, a kid at a gas station and the police have like had an agreement with him where he's going to ask people walking in to buy him cigarettes Mm -hmm. or alcohol or something. He is a police decoy. Right. But the law is when you buy that for a minor that's illegal so that they they have to break the law before they are arrested right but this isn't against the law like hitting a, a mannequin isn't mm-hmm. against the law so like police decoys in every other situation the once it's not like like the thought of doing it. It's like once you actually do it. Commit the crime. Once you commit the crime, that's when they can get you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a strange concept. But irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> Anyways. I'm going to try to throw that in every episode. Okay. Where, Take where, a where shot every time off? you hear uh, Angela uh, say uh, uh, irregardless. <laughs> okay. Um Oh, so initially his defense attorney argues that you cannot charge someone with an attempted attempt to murder something that was never alive. Mm -hmm. But the law ultimately comes down to intent. So he intended to kill someone regardless of whether or not he physically could. And in Nevada, in um, Nevada Supreme Court case in 1976 and 1989, intent was chosen over effect so that's how this is like what we were just talking about so the judge ruled on those cases in the Supreme Court and I don't know exactly what those cases were. I should have looked them up um, where the intent was the the deciding factor so was he ever charged with the murder of the other two men oh yeah uh-huh. oh, okay yeah, yeah, Well yeah. that's good so his attorney eventually agreed to take a plea deal and he admitted to his guilt saying that he did in fact think that Charlie was alive I think the deal was um, they wouldn't charge you for the murders of the other two victims because the police didn't feel that they had a lot of hard evidence against the guy. Hmm. So even though they knew that he did it, Mm -hmm. they may not be able to prove it beyond reasonable doubt. Like the the jury might sway. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't have like a really hard case. So they did get him for murder of an inanimate object. And they were able to hold him in jail or prison or whatever it is, um, even though they couldn't charge him with the other two. So, what did he finally get charged with? He got charged with murder. You mean sentence? Sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, he was sentenced to 20 years. That's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And he probably would get out early. <sighs> well, I would hope that they would do some sort of psych evaluation on him. And hold him longer, yeah, or get him in like some sort of treatment so that he's not swinging hammers for Jesus, Jeez.
1: or at least not
0: swinging hammers at people for Jesus. Maybe he can like do habitat for humanity or something. That would be a much better job, <laughs> that for would this be man. great. No, but um, yeah, not great. Wow, um, so that's the first time ever that police used a human decoy to catch a killer. So, Captain Wallace. His, They had a press conference after all of this, and he was quoted saying, could I live with the idea that he came back a third time and we didn't do anything about it? Exactly what we were saying. No. The two victims didn't have homes or families to go home to. We treated this as if they were our own family members oh who my were killed. Oh, gosh. I have a ripple. Okay. So the ripple to my story is two years ago, so what when did that? So, okay. So probably around the time that all of this finished up and he was sentenced. So two years ago, Joe Samborio started the LVMPD. Which is an outreach program which has eight police officers who serve to deliver services to the homeless population. If they don't have the resources, they will help locate the resources, like finding shelters, healthcare programs, and you know other things. They don't charge or fine any of the homeless people. Like if they're you know camping out illegally, they're not going to be fined or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so no petty crimes. Um, And their goal is to build a relationship with the community so that they can help solve more serious crimes where where they are typically the victims. Because oftentimes if you're in a situation where, you know, say you're living illegally on the streets, you're not going to go up to a police officer and say like, hey, this guy came by and like beat the shit out of a bunch of homeless people last night. Because you don't want to be charged with any any sort of crimes. So it's kind of cool that they put this program together for the greater good and, uh, develop that relationship. And that way they don't have a fear of police and they can all like live in that community together. Do you remember when that was like a thing? And I don't, I know it wasn't jackass, but it was like something like that where people would go out and just film each other, like beating the crap out of homeless people. Mm. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I want to say that started with bum fights. Do you remember bum uh-huh. fights where they paid homeless people to fight each yeah. other? That's fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. And it and, it, and people loved it. That's I, I, I mean, I do remember that it got super popular. I don't know anybody personally who oh loved uh-uh. it. Well, I mean, it was popular. Was and so on? obviously there was a following. What was it on, though? Was it like on a website or YouTube back before YouTube had community standards or whatever. I don't even know if YouTube was a thing. I feel like this was like in the 90s. Was YouTube a thing in the 90s? I don't know. I don't. I kind of don't think so. Oh, I don't. I mean, How did people watch that? Maybe it was like you rented a video. Maybe, maybe it was like a. Oh, like faces of death. Oh, yes. That was another super creepy thing. Uh-huh. I, I kind of want to say it was something like that. You like, which again, I don't know what video like a video store would like and how do you produce video I don't know I don't know but somehow that was a thing people like recording themselves just going up and just slapping and beating down homeless people and bum fights yeah them. I saw a video like that just yesterday actually what it wasn't a a homeless person it was just like this man and I don't know the exact details, but there's this guy, he's just like walking down the street. He looks like like a senior, I don't know, like 60s or something. And he has a red hat on, and I'm thinking it's like a MAGA hat or okay. something. Mm-hmm. And this guy runs up to him with a fucking like brick or a cinder block no. or something. And the guy, like the the guy with the hat on, is just like walking down the street like nothing. And this guy runs up and freaking smacks him in the bag of head, like th- full on oh. throws. His, and he See, just right there- knocks the old man out cold and then like the sickest part about all of this is like okay obviously they're recording this and they're fucking laughing Uh -uh. laughing they should all be like accomplices oh yeah absolutely and that there okay he's got a brick in his hand that's a deadly weapon absolutely is without a doubt that's a deadly weapon so I don't know whatever came of that, but it, it was freaking gnarly. Hopefully and it, like, they found those people. I sure hope so. I hope they're stupid enough to like l- upload it to Facebook or whatever. Because obviously the video is out there. So mm-hmm. they had to have posted Shared it Shared it with someone. So I, I sure hope that something comes of that because Ugh, that is like horrible. People are, horrible. People are yeah. really bad. Yeah. Um, You want some fun stuff? Uh, yeah, please. Okay. Can we? So. Here are some other really, really fun police decoys that I found out about when I was... Oh, whoa. Your phone's talking to me. What does it say? This is interesting question. Fucking police are listening to us right now. <laughs> you know um, it. When you said other uses of decoys and stuff, mm-hmm. the whole time you were telling this story, and I think I've asked you this before, but did you ever watch The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? Colquan in no it. i know that was my homework months ago i never watched that's it. that's another episode i don't think we ever released no oh, we did we did release mm-hmm. the macaulay o- yeah okay um macaulay Colkin. Colkin <laughs> colquan uh he in good son he climbs like to a bridge overpass like where mm-hmm. there's a freeway below oh no and he drops a dummy so it's like someone is committing suicide off of a Ugh. bridge into like crazy traffic and all these like cra- cars crash and stuff but that's totally what i was like remembering when you were saying that story oh that's so scary good movie holy moly good okay. movie is it on netflix you know no clue okay it takes a lot for me to watch a movie oh these me days. too my attention span just isn't there Mm-mm. i'll have to look for it though it's worth watching okay i'm building it up too much but we've got to make a list all right on to my fun decoys so there's a whole series and i don't know if it was on like an actual tv show but it's on youtube called robo deer robo deer deer d-e-e-r okay like a deer What what do they do? Well, there's also a robo bear and an elk and coyotes. And these are decoys used by the Department of Natural Resources Resource Conservation. And they set up sting operations for off-season poaching. Love it. And hunting from the road. Love it. And they place these on private property and other areas where it's not safe to hunt. And they just wait. And because it's like it's, it is it's totally freaking heard. baiting these hunters because I can't I mean, I'm not a hunter, but I can imagine like you're coming home from like a bad hunting whatever outing and you see this like perfect deer like just waiting <laughs> for <laughs> what you they on call the side them? of what, the road. Uh, what do they call the horns? points points like a 12 Ten. point, or i, I, don't, I don't know, know, that know how many points they are <laughs> they they have points um yeah and it's just like waiting and um yeah so they that is so cool but the thing is like they're putting it on private property in areas where it's not safe to hunt and they're like kind of baiting people to sh- freaking shoot in areas where they're like blatantly saying it's mm-hmm. not safe to shoot well, so then i don't know again another ethical debate so um oh Bait Cars. Okay, what's that? This, okay. Like if you're going to steal a car? Yes. And this was a show, I want to say it was on MTV. And it might still be. I don't know. I don't have TV anymore. But I remember this is like one of those shows that would come on at like 2 o'clock in the morning when there's like nothing else on. Uh Uh-huh. And I have like... You mean you don't watch the Home Shopping Network at that time? I don't think I've ever had the Home Shopping Network. Or what are those other like frying machine oh the infomercial L- yeah jack la oh, juicing dude. i love some infomercials
1: <laughs> you didn't sh- watch those at two in the morning
0: sham wow yes the chamois that i never knew i needed mm-hmm. that thing is such crap too didn't <laughs> that guy die um i think he died i kind of think so too maybe that's like an urban legend we'll have to look into that I can't remember his name, but he had so much energy. I wonder why. (laughs) Because he had a sham wow. that give you energy? (laughs) Um, No, but bait car. Okay, so I remember this was like, I I remember watching this episode shortly before I moved to Pomona. Oh, great. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm watching and, like, don't really know the show all this well. And this particular bait car episode takes place in Pomona. And... Oh, it actually was in your city. It was not only was it in my city. It was on the street that I was moving to. Shut up. That's amazing. It was on Holt Avenue. And so basically the way they set it up and it's like super entertaining is they would have this car just set out like with the keys in it or it would be like left running and somebody would hop out and they would like run inside a house or something like acting like they're going to go get something. And it would just be sitting there. That's so cool. And you, you'd you see, like, all these, like, teenagers and people, like, checking out, like, why is it really? It's, and, and they have, like, somewhat of a desirable car. Sure. Like, I think back in the day, it was, like, an Escalade or something. And so Isn't, they, like, the number one stolen car something like a Camry or something like that? I think it's like a that? Civic. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think that's just because they're super easy to steal. Like, mm. I want to say, like, you can, like, hotwire them super easy or oh, something. okay. Like, I know anything about cars and hot wiring. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the bait car. They hop in the car and then they start like driving down the road. And then they'll like, every time they're always like trying to show off, they're either like filming it on their phone (laughs) or they're like driving down the street and they're like honking, like getting all their friends attention. Oh, I know. (laughs) And then um, after they get however far they're like a half a mile or whatever. They have like a kill, a remote kill switch. Oh, that's so fun. So they get him to like the spot and they kill the engine and then all the police like jump in. That is so fun. And it turns out, because I'm like, who the hell is funding this? Uh, because like it doesn't really seem like a good use of police money. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I would um, support that cause. Car insurance companies. Oh, genius. Yeah. Super smart. Super smart. They also do the same thing with bait bikes and that was like another okay. MTV show. That the I feel like bikes get stolen really frequently. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people that have had bikes stolen personally. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've been even here in Santa Paula where I'm like driving down the street and I see some guy on a fucking like pink sparkly. <laughs> Beach cruiser bike, and I'm like, that is probably not your bike. I don't know. Maybe I'm being Does judgmental. It have streamers. <laughs> Has a little basket in yes. front. Yes. <laughs> Training wheels. Hey, I just looked up the ShamWow guy. Mm-hmm. He's totally alive. Oh, what guy am I thinking of? He's 56 years old. Holy shit, is he really? hmm I know one of them died. Like one of them. Billy Mays. Mays? Yes, it was Billy Mays. Yeah, crazy. So other things, if you want like some super fun entertainment, you can watch bait packages um, to nab porch pirates on YouTube. They're a lot of fun. I think a lot of just random homeowners have been doing that. Yeah, and they put it on YouTube and Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. I had a freaking package stolen the other day. Recently? Yeah, like a week ago. From your house? No. See, I know for sure things are going to get stolen from my house because my mailbox is like a good mile away from my actual house house so it's like prime target so i had it delivered to mom and dad's house and i was gonna go pick it up there mm-hmm. freaking gone gone they stole my hair toner i needed that toner it's I've quarantine had, yeah i can't go to salons i've had things stolen yeah before um but i know a lot of people that do like cameras you know because everyone has a camera yeah like the ring doorbell mm-hmm. yeah and they'll post it Posted all over social media Okay do you recognize this person do you recognize this Car I have a partial plate but do they have decoy packages or are they No, They're actual, real, oh, they're real see, packages. See, that's a bummer. See, there's there's this one guy who does like a, a it's a really fun technology. <laughs> yes, I know what you're gonna say. The spinning yes, it's, it's so great. It's and there's a camera inside, so you get different angles of people opening those packages in the car. They're like glitter bombs. Yeah, and then it starts squirting um like the fart scent, smell, fart spray. <laughs> yeah we'll have to we'll find his link too and put that on our instagram it's pretty great um that's pretty much it for me i have the definition of entrapment if you really care to know it sure Um, i'd like to hear it so entrapment arises when law enforcement officers use coercion or other overbearing tactics to induce someone to commit a crime that they wouldn't have otherwise committed so the decoy not entrapment for those of you wondering i like it so that's my story Um, very cool do you want to pick a topic for next week yeah it's my turn it's your turn can you reach the basket or no you can here you go okay shake it up okay mine is going to be yes what is it tell me tell me tell me I was kind of hoping to do this one recently lucid dreams. <gasps> Remember we talked about we this? We did. No, I'm super excited to hear about that. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm going to Have you ever Do. lucid dreamt? No. I've had very vivid dreams, but mm-hmm. there's a big difference between vivid and lucid. Yeah. That's going to be super cool. I'm I think it's super it, into that. It comes with um a lot of sleep paralysis too, which is terrifying, which I, I've had that. Uh I've, I've had it where I'm telling myself to wake up. Would you, would you consider that sleep paralysis? Oh, I don't know. That might be somewhere in between lucid dreaming and, and sleep paralysis. Like, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, but wake up, wake up, Rosa. Wake up, wake up. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. You'll Ooh. have to do some research and find out. We're going to learn some cool stuff. All right. Well, this has been the Ripple Podcast with Rosa and Angela. Yeah. And we tell you strange, unusual stories and the ripples they create i'm gonna be saying it you know i am (laughs) all right everyone have a great week and don't forget to be a fountain not a drain drip 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 i have to pee (laughs) bye bye